According to the word of Elisha the prophet, a son was born to the Shunammite woman and the boy grew strong according to 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 18 to 20. But as is always the case, the devil attacked. For while the young boy was with his father, he suddenly had a mysterious headache and he was rushed, rushed to his mother. So the devil killed him. John chapter 10 verse 10 tells us that he comes as a thief to steal, to kill, and to destroy. He comes against the beautiful thing God has done in your life or things that God is doing in your life. Brethren, the enemy always goes after the blessings of God in the life of God's people. And unfortunately, when he attacks, only a few people know how to resist him in their complete armor. In this case, the father did not know what to do when his son shouted, My head, my head. In 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 19, like many fathers in our generation, he quickly asked his servants to take the boy to his mother. And the boy sat on her mother's lap until noon. He sat on her lap. Imagine the mother clinging on to her dying child until noon when he died. Friends, the first thing impressed on my heart to share with you today is that you must do something about that which is dying. You just have to. You cannot just hold on to that which is dying in your life without doing nothing about it. The devil is systematic and progressive in his attacks. He first attacks with something little and if nothing is done about it, then he progresses to the next devastating level. When Herod killed Apostle James unchallenged in Acts chapter 12 verse 2, he proceeded to take Apostle Peter in verse 3 of the same chapter until the church rose to the challenge through constant prayer and deep intercession. In 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 20, the Shunammite woman kept a dying son to herself. Not even her husband could help her, but she understood that the room she had made for the servant of God had deposits of power, deposits of the power of God that is sufficient to restore and revive even a dead son. But the hair of our generation is that we hold on to that which is dying even without making room for the Lord in our lives. Men and brethren, people of God, it is a serious spiritual error to keep what is dying alone to yourself without having any supernatural backup plan. It is dangerous, I mean absolutely dangerous, to hold on to your dying prayer life, to see that your passion for God is dying and yet do nothing about it is a risky thing. Why should a child of God keep a dying business on her lap? without making any effort to strengthen it in the name of the Lord. Many have held on to their dying marriage, dying ministry, dying love for God for many years without making room 
for God to intervene until the enemy completely zooms in to fulfill his wicked desires. Is it not written in Revelation chapter 3 verse 2 saying, Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die. For many things are in their dying state. Many spiritual lives are in their dying state. And unfortunately, there is no strength to impart life into them. Dearly beloved, many dead things today will have still be alive, functional and living well if urgent actions were taken when things were going down. Two important elements necessary for bringing that which is dying back to life are watchfulness and strength. According to Revelation chapter 3 verse 2, friends, only the strength of God can impart life to that which is dying. And the strength you need to bring back that situation to life is in the upper room you have prepared for the Lord. When the child died in 2 Kings chapter 4 verse 20 and 21, the mother laid her son on the bed of the man of God in the upper room she had prepared. She had a supernatural backup plan. Friends, in the final analysis, when all chips are down, in the room you have prepared, in the room you have made for the Lord, there is sufficient power and strength to bring that dying situation back to life. There is sufficient power to raise that dead thing in your life. In that room, is your miracle in that room you have made for the Lord is your healing in that room that you have made for him is the life that you need she laid the dead child on the bed of the prophet shut the door behind her saddled the donkey in faith and reached out to the prophet of God for prophecies are weapons in spiritual warfare that is why Paul charged Timothy in 1 Timothy 1 verse 8, it says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies, according, I mean, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them, by the prophecies, you may wage the good warfare. Friends, this is the time to war with every prophetic word spoken over your life and your destiny. It is time to declare to the enemy and say, It is written. It is time to call those things that be not as though they were. You cannot sit and watch the devil take out your prayer life when you are meant to be a prophetic intercessor. No, you cannot sit and watch the devil kill your marriage. When God's prophetic word has gone forth over your life, your passion for God must be restored. Your love for Jesus must be revived. Things must come alive again. That is your Lord. That is his word concerning your life. You cannot hold on to allow the devil cripple your spiritual life with sin when you are supposed to be a man and a woman of God in your generation. No, you cannot hold on to that which is dying and do nothing about it. That is not your Lord. Rise up. Brothers, sisters, rise up and bring that situation to the room you have made for the Lord and watch him 
watch the Lord revive it again. And I prophesy to you this morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, enough of that dying marriage, enough of that dying prayer life, enough of that. I speak strength back to your prayer life. I speak strength to your spirit, man. I speak strength to your body. I speak strength to your marriage. I speak strength to your relationship. And I decree in the name of Jesus that that which is dying come alive again even as you prepare a room 